It is 15 minutes away from 10 o'clock. A few of you messaging through this morning. That number, if you do want to send us a message, 04997 Now, joining me in the studio is the Lord Mayor of Darwin, Con Vatscalis. Good morning to you, Con. Good morning, Kate. And if you look out of the window, we might get some rain today. Oh, we can only hope. I know. It's, it's been, been, so been hot. very, very hot and, yeah. uh, and sometimes very humid, uh, extremely humid. But <laughs> yes. once again... It's the build-up, guys. We know that. We've been here in Dow how many years? But That's we still right. like to we're complain. Just, yeah, we've got to be tough about it, I know. We can't be uh, can't be sooky about the build-up. We live here in the Territory. You've got to expect it. Um, Con, there's lots going on. I want to go firstly, though. I know that Council's been doing that cyclone clean-up and um, our breakfast team, Andrew and Sarah, had received a few um, questions from listeners about um, Clarence Street, I believe it is, in Lianya, where people have noted that there's a lot of bad rubbish. Well, how many times we spoke about cyclone cleanup? We spoke here, we put in the newspaper, we announced it. It was about two months ago. We started and we finished it. Now, I don't know who somehow doesn't understand what we're doing and when we're doing it. And somebody seems to be dumping a lot of rubbish in the um, in the verge of in front of a house in Clarence Street, as you said. And then others bring their own rubbish, put oh, them there. No. So Council now is looking at it and we find out how why it's done and if there's a reason behind it. And if they're just doing it because they feel like it, we might find the people that dump the rubbish. So Guys, no- to put it bluntly, we've been doing that one for many, many years. You know we were doing it because we're telling everybody we're doing it. Our people are there clean up the place and we do community service, really. How difficult it is to take your own rubbish? Well, first of all, put them out in the right time. And second, if you missed somehow that one, take them to the rubbish tip. You've got a, 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 you know, you've got a pass, you can take them there for free. So, Con, not ruling out finding people who are leaving rubbish there if on the verge? If we find out that it's done intentionally, I think the council has no alternative but to actually find people. You can't just let it go like that. Have you had uh, any other locations around Darwin where it's been a similar situation? No, most of the people actually, when they know we're doing the cyclone uh, clean-up, they put all their rubbish out and we pick them up. Simple as that. Um, I can't understand why somebody decided now, he thinks, oh, put them out, council will pick it up, free service. Nope, not a free service. If you dump things on the verge and you don't do it at the right time, you might get a fine and pay for it. Con, have, uh, like, how much would that fine cost? I have no idea. Um, I don't know what the council will decide. We, mm. we have first to investigate. Yep. There might be a reason behind it. If there's a reason, that's fine. Let's talk to the people that are doing it. But if there's no reason, we apply the fine as prescribed in the legislation. Well, we'll wait and hear. Now, Con, um, do you have any idea at this stage sort of how many tonnes of, of rubbish or anything were, were collected in that cyclone clean-up? Or is no, that still... No, I haven't. still too early. We, we'll get a thing, I think, at the, la- at the end of the month or beginning of next month we get a final because some of it goes to rubbish tip, some of it goes to the HPA tip shop, others recycle. So we'll find out what's happening. One thing I can tell you though is from the first information I got is last year we recovered from the tip 2,000 tons of metal, scrap metal, which actually found its way to Asian markets because it's recycled and it's redone again other car bodies or it's done structural steel or something else that probably we use in Australia. Yeah, right. Now, Con, um, I know that there's quite a bit happening at the moment from Council's perspective, and something that you're about to get underway is a survey uh, with the with itinerants. Is that a Council worker's going to be going out and talking to people who are on the streets and 
What's we're already happening? doing that one because we've got the outreach uh, program and yeah. we've got two people that actually they're out there very early in the morning. I think they're starting about 5.30 in the morning talking to, to homeless people in the parks. But lately we noticed a big, a significant increase of indigenous people. Well, I don't know where they're coming here. There might be some reason. We also noticed a significant number of itinerants. And please make the difference. Itinerant doesn't mean indigenous people. I have seen itinerants coming down from um, south because yep. Darwin's a nice place to be and it's not as cold as Melbourne or Sydney. Um, so we want to find out who are these people, why they're coming here, can we refer them to appropriate services, can we actually send them back where they came from if they need assistance. We'll be working very closely with the Larakia Nation, we're working very closely with the police to find out what can we do about it. We also had uh, yesterday attend a meeting with the sailing club and the trailer boat club. Club. They both raised some issues with the Bandila Beach yep. area. They had a significant increase of itinerance, and some of them they're quite uh, aggressive. So we will talk to the police about it, see what we can do there. A possibility of a patrol together with the Larakia Nation yeah, right. to actually start pushing people out. So, Con, it's not dangerous, is it? I mean, I it's, know that a lot well, of people go exercising dangerous. around it's there. It's not dangerous, but again, when people start fighting among themselves and they express, they express concern about secondary supply of alcohol and I think that's the police... Uh, can at, at, at address and I will be talking to the commander to find out ways to actually provide them information because our rangers are out there all the time and they know a lot of times what's happening. So having communication channels open with police and the Larakia Nation. We're trying to do our best. It's not the role of the government to to do the police job. The police does their job. Mm. We do our job. But if we work together, we have better results. And Con, um, so obviously the survey's underway. So essentially the outreach, uh, your outreach members are out there sort of talking to different people, trying to ascertain why they're in Darwin, why they're staying in some of those areas and um, and if they are getting their hands on alcohol, how they're getting it and things well, like that. they talk to us and that's a good thing because they know our people. So they talk to us more than they talk to police. I suppose when the uniform appears in front of you, you get very reluctant to talk. Mm. But they talk freely to our people. They know them. Actually, both our members of the of the um, outreach are indigenous people. Yep. Very, very good. I've seen them very early in the morning when I go out for a walk or drive early to work. And um, I'm so pleased about it because they've got a very good rapport with a lot of homeless people in, da- in town. Well, um, let's see what comes out of that. I'll be very interested to hear the results so of that I, survey. So Katie, because yeah. um, if we're going to resolve the problem, let's find the causes of the problem and how we can reverse it. Con, another thing that is happening at the moment, and... Uh, uh, it's something that we sort of hear about quite often, but it is uh, the fact that there's cars speeding around in school zones. Um, what's the go? Are you guys noticing with your different signage and that that you've got up that there is more people speeding around the place? We find out if you put a sign, people tend to slow down because the sign flashes. The other day I drove uh, past Tripston High School yep. and immediately when I turned the corner, the, the sign was there telling me I was doing 39 kilometers per hour or 40 kilometers per hour. Other cars in front of me, you start flashing, you go too fast, immediately they slow down. I mean, it's better to prevent it than actually try to, to do something afterwards and we are going now to put quite a number of these kind of signs around the schools just to remind people that this is a school zone. There are kids, slow down, and if by accident you're doing one or two kilometers over the limit, still it's very good to go 40 kilometers per hour. It's easier to stop and easier to avoid a difficult situation. Um, Con, I have got a listener question here. Katie, can you please ask the Lord Mayor if Alloa Dog Park's going to get any seats and some cover? They've got seats already, and but we planted a lot of trees. The, it's a matter of uh, time now to grow. Um, if you notice, this is Darwin with one wet tree's 
tend to double in size, as we've seen in Covenant Street. So it's a matter of time before we've got some shade. We prefer to have natural shade. I mean, this is a tropical situation. I don't want to put plastic and everything else. Plus, if there's a cyclone, most of the... Uh, if it's artificial cover will disappear trees can survive cyclones trees can do very well and just give them a bit of water and it will be amazing how quickly they grow and con um, i know there's plenty of other things happening around the place but uh, but i understand that you speaking of trees there's going to be another plant giveaway Yes, it is. Uh, we had such a success with the previous one. It was so successful, we ran out of trees, believe it or not. So we had to cancel the Tiwi uh, giveaway yeah. because there were not enough trees. Uh, we have to wait now to find trees actually at least they've grown a certain height before we give them out. The next one, though, it will be the Dana Beach Oval in the car park there on Saturday the 6th of November from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Be early to get your trees. But the one that cancelled the TOER, TOE one I'm trying to bring at the end of the program so people that missed out in TOE will be able to get some trees how there. Come the, how come the council's decided to do these plant giveaways and is it costing much money? It will cost more if actually we plant ourselves. But if we give the trees out, not only we get the trees on the ground, but also people tend to care for them, plant them in the verges, plant them in the garden, and we create that urban forest we want. Does it really matter who plants the trees as long as we get trees on the ground? And these are 4,000 trees. That's 4,000 trees, a significant number of trees that will appear in Darwin. It's so popular that I had people from Wagait across the harbour and Litchfield coming and Palmerston asking for trees and they were very disappointed when I asked them to show their ID and because they have to prove they live in Darwin. Is the aim though for them to actually sort of plant them on the verge and places like that rather than just sort of in their backyard or it doesn't really matter? They can plant them anywhere they like as long as they plant them because you have to remember if you plant trees it creates a cool effect, it cools the place down. We love trees in the the verges. Um, I've seen verges that look absolutely fantastic and I've seen Verges that look like the Sahara Desert, but we're trying to encourage people to look after your your environment, look after your house, plant the trees down, plant them in such a way that will create a, an effect to cool your house. If your house is cooler, you don't use as much air condition, so it's got a positive effect on consumption of energy, generation of electricity, and greenhouse emissions. Con, anything else we should be aware of very quickly before I let Just you go? Just before we go, yeah. this is the council has acted on the issue of Clarence Street in... Oh, uh, right. In, uh, I just got a, a notice from uh, council. Uh, it is now a compliance matter. It's the responsibility of people who dump their arms to remove them. If they don't, we'll remove them and charge them. Right. So, um, as we were speaking then about that issue, obviously you've just had that update. Absolutely. So, they need to Got make really sure... really good people at the council. They well, keep me always they informed certainly and uh, do. respond very, very quickly. And so, essentially, if that rubbish is not removed by the people that have dumped it there, they're going to face a fine. invoice. Well, Convat Scarless, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for joining Have us. Have a good morning, and I don't think it's a ratepayer's responsibility to pay for somebody else's rubbish. Well, and also, like you pointed out, there was obviously ample amount of time to get that rubbish onto the verge for the council to collect it. If we didn't do it, I'll say, yeah, fair enough. But we did it. We've been telling people for two months now, and we went out and picked up a lot of rubbish. Guys, come on, lift our game. Well, Convat Scarless, Lord Mayor of Darwin, thank you for your time. We'll Have chat to you again day. next week. You're listening to Mix 104.9's 360.